I'm Beth. And I'm Jimmy. And we're the Talk to the Hand podcast. So how are you feeling, Jimmy? I'm not well. Oh, God. <laughs> is it the man flu? I'm afraid it is. Oh. I'm suffering here on my deathbed. Well, lucky for you, I'm leading on this one, so you can save your precious tonsils. Oh, right? isn't that lovely? That's the first care you've taken of me <laughs> during my significant illness here. Well, when I'm ill, I have to carry on and do everything, so... But you're never ill, and, and no, you've well, never had to experience man flu. Man flu doesn't exist. That's purely that men just can't take it. It's a debilitating illness, no, and I'm sure not. everyone will appreciate where I'm coming from, <laughs> or at least half the people will. Come on, lady listeners, back me up here. <laughs> OK, so who have we got to talk right. about today? Wow, we've got someone today who was actually on Celebrity Big Brother in 2010. Okay. Uh, she was a millionaire from a young age, despite her humble beginnings. Excellent. Okay. We're going to talk about Heidi Fleiss. Okay, great. I can't really remember her on Celebrity Big Brother, but I do remember a pretty major story about her from the yes, 90s. Yes, so we're going to go into details of that. And then once you hear that, you'll remember her on Celebrity okay. Big Brother. Let's rewind to the 90s. Fleiss began life in Los Angeles, California. Okay, her parents, Paula and Elisa Fleiss, a paediatrician and a school teacher, already adopted two children, one from each of their siblings, before Heidi joined the family in 1965. She was followed by Shana, Jason, and Jesse. So quite a full family mm, at, at this point. To adopt from yes. one each from both sides. That's both interesting. Yes. Yeah. So as a teen, Heidi formed a lucrative babysitting service, but her entrepreneurial spirit was to flourish in another area. By the time Heidi was 22, she was managing a prostitution ring under the famous Madame Alex. The pair had met in 1987 through Heidi's then-boyfriend, film director, Ivan Nagy. You with me so far? I'm with you so far. Yeah. So Madame Alex was really called Elizabeth Adams, and she arrived in San Francisco aged 17 in 1951 from her birthplace of Manila. After fleeting periods as a florist and owning an antique shop, she became a madam in 1971 after buying a book of clients from another madam for $5,000. Is that a thing? Buying books? Buying books from previous madam, yeah. Wow. Gets you started, gets your client list. I suppose the sales, you people sell their, <laughs> their client list. Yeah, I wasn't aware that there was a trade for that, mm. but I suppose she must have been quite renowned for from whoever she bought that from because otherwise it's you just a list of names you don't know if yeah, they're valid no, or no and even for five thousand dollars you wouldn't just sell your client list to anyone would you so she must have been yeah, right maybe it's a as you're retiring something yeah. you do then yeah so under several aliases she operated a prostitution ring in beverly hills for more than 20 years this okay, is, so this is yeah madam alex elizabeth adams she would set her girls up with men who would pay $300 for two hours or $2,000 for a whole day. She worked from her bed using the telephone to hook the girls up with her clients. She had 150 women working for her and was taking in $100,000 per month. Whilst not getting out of bed. Yeah, whilst not getting out of bed. I think we're in the wrong trade. We are, totally. <laughs> So Heidi had the job of giving the, um, the business a bit of a shake-up. So Heidi is obviously, we already know she's quite sort of business-minded, so she's 
hooked up. She's friends with this Elizabeth Adams, so she's there to sort of shake the business up mm, a bit. Maybe okay. modernise it. Mm. So many of the girls working under Madame Alex were getting older and hitting the point of giving up their job. It'd be interesting to know what age you're considered old as well, a prostitute. I, I guess it's not just as a prostitute, I guess it's the type of prostitution. Yes. Because if yeah. this is a high-end service, maybe that has a lower age than yeah. a prostitute who works on the street, for example. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. So, you know, so Heidi was there to initiate a recruitment drive to get new younger girls involved. And I suppose because she was younger herself, that would actually appeal. Mm. She'd be able to sort of get on the same wavelength as potential girls. During the period of running things for Madame Alex, Heidi herself took to prostitution, but not for immediate monetary gain. She wanted to understand all aspects of the business that she would go on to make a fortune in. Other sources claim that Heidi was one of Madame Alex's most profitable girls over a longer period. Right, so she's yes. saying it was done for the purposes of research, but yes. the other voices are saying actually she was just one of the girls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which could be taken both ways. She could have been that, but Heidi put that to good use. Yeah, and she's already she's shown the, money. She, yeah. she'd already shown the entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. So yeah. Yeah. It does make sense. So it would have made actually, I could do something with this. Heidi began to run her own prostitution ring in 1990, and it got off with a bang. Boom, boom. <laughs> she made her first million dollars within four months of starting and would take $10,000 on a slow night. She became the Hollywood madam, and her clients that used the services she provided were among the wealthy and famous. Madame Alex later claimed that Heidi had stolen her client list to kick off her new adventure. Being so successful meant that Heidi would become more selective in the girls she would allow to work for her. However, such success does not go unnoticed and she has started to come to the attention of other pimps and madams who looked with envy at the money she was making. I think I'm looking with envy on the money they're yeah, making. I think, but I also think, fair play to Heidi, yeah. she's, she's gone out and done this herself. You yeah, know? and it's not as if she didn't get her hands dirty, dirty at the start. Exactly, it's, yeah. it's nothing yeah. she didn't do no, herself. No, exactly. Um, her girls would charge clients up about $1,500 a night, for which Heidi would receive 40%. 40% yeah. for doing yeah. the, the yeah. matching? Wow. Yeah. And she said she was making 300000 a week. She was also said to carry an infamous red 28-page Gucci planner that was her black book containing the names of her famous clients. One of these clients was Charlie Sheen, who said he spent 53000 on her services. I remember that. That's where, yeah. I think it was when he came out that I really remember hearing about hearing her. Hearing about her. Because at that point, she's she's known as, like, the most famous Hollywood madam by then. She would be, but I would, would have been probably 10 yeah. to 12, 13 yeah, years so old at the time, so I wouldn't have known. It was more when Charlie Sheen came out, and I think you'll probably come into it, but there were lots of others, yes. or as you said, there were lots of other wealthy and famous people, and that's what made it such a big story. Yeah, yeah. She bought a house in LA, she hosted a party for Mick Jagger, and she remembers coming out of her bedroom and Prince was dancing on the floor. She said to herself that it seemed too good to be true, and it was. Okay, so she's at the height of everything, yeah, and you, Prince is just in that house. Yeah, if in, Prince is dancing. coming out of the room dancing, yeah. you know you've made it. <laughs> yeah. However, in uh, June 93, Heidi was arrested for multiple charges, including attempted pandering. 
So pandering is a serious felony offence under California's criminal laws and it occurs when someone persuades another person to either become or remain a prostitute. Receiving money is not part of pandering, rather it deals with convincing or persuasion. Okay, so if and when they start receiving money, that's classed as the pimping. Yes. Okay, to be fair, pandering, she would have done it. That's what she was employed to do by Elizabeth Adams. Absolutely. She was doing the the pandering at that time. Okay, so she's been caught this. This is 1993. Heidi posted a $1 million bail after her federal charges were filed in 94. In the same year, a state trial began and Heidi was convicted, although this was overturned in May 96. However, she one year later, she was convicted of tax evasion and sentenced to seven years in prison. So that makes it sound like they just wanted to get wanted her. Wanted to get her, mm. yeah, on any which way they could, yeah. Before doing her time, Heidi did an interview with Ruby Wax. I remember that. that she yes. used to do those programs a bit like, yeah. I guess, Pierce Morgan does now. And now Kate Galloway's taking that over. Oh, okay. Yeah, life stories, isn't it? So she's doing her time. She served 20 months at the Federal Correction Institution in California before moving to a halfway house in 1998. During this time, she was ordered to do 370 hours of community service. When she was released, Heidi opened a fashion boutique in Los Angeles. She also got herself some cosmetic surgery. And in her words, she said, I got, a lot, got the lot done. Lips, ears, eyes, boobs. I might just get the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if I had that money. Well, yeah, we'll have to buy a book off someone and start having yeah. the money to pay for it. Uh, a documentary was made in 1995 called Heidi, Heidi Flies Hollywood Madam. And in 2001, the DVD titled Sex Tips with Heidi Fleiss and Victoria Sellers was released. The pair had been friends since they were teens, so obviously they're combining their strengths to make a DVD. Yeah. Uh, another movie was made in 2004 called Call Me, The Rise and Fall of Heidi Flights. And I think the fact that there's so many of these stories being made yeah. about her movies and t- mm. made for TV movies, I think that shows what a big story this was mm. at the time. At the time, yeah. So the following year, Heidi announced that she was going to start a new brothel in Nirvana, which, which she would be calling Heidi Flights' Stud Farm. However, this was initially put on hold and then decided against as she did not want to deal with the nonsense of the sex business. Instead, in 2007, she opened a laundrette called Dirty Laundry, which I thought was quite funny. It is, and I wonder if that was used to launder Mm, some other things. Yeah, maybe. Always looking for new opportunities, Heidi developed an interest in renewable energy and felt the Nirvana was the perfect place to do this. This was interesting when I read this. It is, and of course, I mean, that's what everybody who works in his sex business, they go straight from the sex business and they move into renewable energy. It's seamless. Yes. (laughs) Tragedy struck her in 2009 when Heidi's brother, 41-year-old Jason, drowned in the sea off Hawaii. So, yeah, that's that was the sad time for her. And then the same year, Heidi announced her engagement to brothel owner Dennis Hoff, although they did split but remained friends, sometime before Hoff's death in 2018. Flies confirmed that she and porn star Ron Jeremy were with Hoff the night before his death and that Jeremy was the one who found him. So obviously she's with Dennis Hoff, they're engaged. Obviously they then split up, but they do remain friends and actually she was around you, friends with him do you know who died. Ron Jeremy is no if you picture the archetypal 70s looking porn yeah, star, star it's him. him yeah and he's a 
he's been rather blessed. Yes. And I think that, that was yes. what uh, it triggered his career. Yeah. Yeah, and into that industry, yeah. Heidi entered the third season of Celebrity Rehab. Do you remember that in America? It's in 2019. I'm aware of it, but yeah. I never actually saw one. Heidi entered the third season of Celebrity Rehab, recorded in late 2019, and her ex-boyfriend, actor Tom Sizemore, was also on the show. How awkward is that? <laughs> yeah, it was very awkward, actually, because yep. they did have a checkered past. They did, they did. Heidi had previously accused Sizemore of domestic violence in 2003, and he was convicted by a California jury of, of domestic violence, making criminal threats and making offence, oh, obscene phone calls. He served 17 months in jail. Though the restraining order had expired, they both had to consent to appear together and they got on okay on the show. But Heidi did relay her mixed feelings about it afterwards. Heidi did have some serious drug problems, as I remember. I think I think it was crystal meth she was addicted yeah. to. And that was something that I, I think had plagued her for a long, long time. So I'm interested to hear as you go through the story where she is with that at the moment, yeah. whether she's, you know, through recovered yeah. uh, addict or whether she's continuing to, to take that. You'll find out. You'll find out because obviously she's, yeah, she's been into rehab now with ex-boyfriend Tom Sizemore. But at the time of that being aired in January 2010, Heidi came over to us, came over to the UK to take part in Celebrity Big Brother. She was the second housemate to be evicted, finishing 11th of the 12th contestants. Normally all the guests show up to the finale, but Heidi didn't attend. I imagine she'd flown home by then. Yeah, she had. She'd upset audiences with comments she made on the show, which attributed to her early exit. Don't know if you remember this. I do know that you've said it, yes. Yeah, after stating that she didn't want children, as she would have been a poor mother, okay, she said she would respond to an unplanned pregnancy by terminating it. Her exact words were, thank God for abortion. I remember this kicked up quite a lot. It did, uh, and it would. A lot of coverage at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I would say, saying that she would be a poor mother shows a level of self-awareness that in some ways is in her, to her credit. Yeah, that bit, that, that bit, you know, children aren't for everyone. People, you know, they make that choice, but stick to that. I just sneezed, Beth. Yeah, and I tried to, like, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that the difficulty, as I as I think about it, thank God for abortion. Well, most of the anti-abortion groups are, you know, quite heavily Christian groups and that kind of thing. So it may have been the the link of thanking God for something that many of God's groups don't yeah. believe in. Yeah. So she's left Big Brother. In 2017, Heidi was owning and managing the Flying S Ranch Ultralight Flight Path an ultra-light private-use airport in Pahrump. I have no so idea where Pahrump is. No, no idea where Pahrump is. But, um, again, she's changed her thing again, hasn't she? She is. She's, I mean, she's that. incredibly adaptable. I'll say yeah, that reinventing her. herself. Heidi now enjoys a relatively private existence. She lives in a $1 million property in Nevada, uh, which she bought in the early 2000s, shortly after her acrimonious split with Tom Sizemore. And she looks after, get this, 23 exotic and endangered parrots. Yep. Okay. And they roam freely throughout her house. That sounds like chaos. <laughs> Absolute chaos. Some of the parrots, right, cost 
over $50,000 each. Each? Yep, 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 each. She used DIY skills that she learned in prison to renovate the property into like a giant bird sanctuary which sits on 10 acres of her land. So uh, the actual house she lives in yep. is a bird sanctuary and she's yep. converted it to being a bird sanctuary yep. more than a house. Yeah, but also using her land as well, yes. Oh, well. So the house has very little furniture. Her bedroom is a mattress with a wooden frame for the birds to use as a perch. Would not be having that. No, wait till you listen to this bit because this did freak me out a little bit. She uses the, the wooden bed frame for the parrots to sort of perch on and then they are allowed to crawl over her while she sleeps. No. Yep, yep. Oh, no way. Yep, so she's just sleeping and then they can just crawl around all over her. There's a makeshift jungle for them outside the property and the birds have run riot over their belongings, including tearing up her once-treasured Bentley. So she allowed the parrots... Yep, to ruin her... To trash her Bentley. Beloved Bentley, yep. But she doesn't care. The birds are the only things that matter to her now. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because she obviously had a lot of things going on with her life and I imagine there were probably some trust issues with humans. And I, I don't mean this in any way patronising at all, but maybe her friendships are now with the, the parrots. We, you often do see that. Um, mm. For example, when, when a couple, one of the couple is widowed and they've got a dog, that yeah. dog becomes their best um, friend, yes. doesn't it? And, yeah. and I wonder yeah. if the parrots are playing that role for Heidi. And also, she doesn't have children, and I know that she never, she stated she didn't want children, but the parrots need her, so that's her way of feeling needed. And she was, she was with Dennis Hoff and they split, although they split before 2018, mm. they did remain close friends and obviously she yeah. was there around the time he died. Yeah, yeah. So that loss to her, maybe the parrots are what's, what are filling that void for her yeah. in some way. Yeah, that too, yeah. But like you say, that does sound like chaos with the parrots around the house. I can't think of anything worse. No. <laughs> like when you're sleeping and just crawling yeah, over you. But is that, it's not furry paw either it'd be like a pigeon foot like a bird's foot i mean i get a little crawl freak, i get a little freaked out when you crawl over me when i'm sleeping <laughs> <laughs> cheers in 2020 she sued reporter elizabeth keatage claiming that her one-time friend was withholding heidi's inheritance from her father heidi claimed she gave the four hundred thousand dollars to keatage to invest in cyber currency, oh, you probably okay. know a bit more yeah, about that. Yeah, like Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Keatage countersued Heidi over the allegations. Right. That same year, she admitted in an interview that she still had her addiction to... Methamphetamine. Meth- yeah, um, and that she still snorted the good drug. So that's that same year. So that was two, so, yeah, three years ago. Yeah, so she was still... Still, yeah. Okay. Which is sad. Um, So she's now far removed from the Hollywood ring that she once rang uh, along ago. Her ex-boyfriend and sometime friend Tom Sizemore died of a heart attack in March this year and it triggered Heidi to go sober again. So this is the same Tom Sizemore that earlier in the story went to prison for the domestic abuse of of Heidi. Yes, they were on the show together. They were on the show, show. they then became friends again. Mm. And then he died, so mm-hmm. she's she's dealing with that loss as well. Mm. And try, and using that as motivation to try and stay sober. Okay. Oh, well, good luck to her. I hope she manages it. Yeah. In 2005, so we're going back a bit, Heidi said that she had the party, did the party, threw the party, was the party. 
but that she had finally she was finally parted out. She knew so much about so many, but never named names. And when asked, she replied, "It's not my style." And that feels like a good quote on which to end the incredible story of Heidi Fleiss. In one way, I think she showed incredible capacity to grow from you know the humble beginnings you talked about at the start to build herself into a millionaire lifestyle, hosting parties for Mick Jagger with Prince dancing through the living room. Yes. I think she showed incredible adaptability. But the thing that really impressed me throughout all of that, you could imagine the names that would be on that client list. If it's in Hollywood, she would have some incredibly famous actors and, and she's never, never sought to make money out of that or to do anything with that information. She's protected that from being in the public eye. Now, Charlie Sheen obviously revealed his own presence yes, on that yeah. list. But if he was on it, then you know that there are going to be lots of others. And she never actually released that. So I have to say, I think that shows a lot of integrity. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. It's just not her style. So I quite like Heidi Fleiss. And I like the quote you gave at the end. So, you know, what was it? She had the party, did the party. She had the party, did the party, threw the party, was the party. But now she's partied out. Good luck to her. I hope she remains sober. And I hope this is the time. I mean, it's, it's nice that obviously they were still friends, Tom Sizemore and whatever went on behind closed doors. But yes, any motivation. He's had a heart attack. Anything that will motivate her to try and stay clean, hopefully will work. Absolutely. Wish her the very best of luck. How old is she now out of interest? She's 57. She's 57 now. Yeah, 57 now. Mm, So yeah, I do hope she slows down on the Mm, the drugs. Still got years left, Mm. hopefully. Excellent. Yeah, it was lovely. Thank you very much, Beth, for the story. You feeling better? No, if I'm (laughs) honest. um, I'm still hopeful that I'm going to make it through this dark channel that I'm going through at the moment. But um, I'm sure with your support and the support of the listeners, I'll get there as quickly as I can. Yeah, good. We're all behind you, Jimmy. You can do this. That feels good to know. (laughs) Thanks, Beth. Okay, great stuff. Thanks very much for joining us today on Talk to the Hand podcast. Apologies for my dulcet tones. I hope to return to full voice on the next episode. Until then, talk Talk to to the the hand. hand.